In Matthew 4:19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. And now back to our conversation with Rob Vaca. I've known you for years and I've known a little bit about your story, but I listened to that podcast, which is an excellent podcast, Brink of Midnight. And um, gosh, I was just so uh, inspired, Rob, by what, by what you've allowed the Lord to do in your life through just trusting him. And so I agree with you. I think that's a, that's a super resource for people to go and listen to. So let me go back through and make sure that I heard what you were saying about the, the tools in your toolbox. You were talking about, of course, Tommy Newberry's 4-8 principle, which I believe is based on Philippians 4-8, uh, if I recall, about think on those things that are lovely and pure and admirable and trustworthy and praiseworthy. Uh, and then also the 40-day uh, joy challenge. Man, what a great challenge in the, in the quarantine of... <laughs> If it's 40 days or 60 days or whatever it is, what a great opportunity there. So thanks for letting us know about that. And also thank you, Tommy, if you're listening, uh, for providing that. The small group, the Bible, the atomic habits, and then, of course, the, the brink of midnight. Tell us a little bit more about your small group. What is it that if a man's out there and he's not in a small group with other believers, what is it that that provides you? The biggest thing the small group provides me is accountability. And I think we need accountability partners. We need people who believe in us, who are willing to love us unconditionally, and frankly, willing to offer alternative viewpoints that challenge us, but don't put us down. Mm. And I think that group does all of those things for me. I've learned a ton. There's very smart men in that group. And you really learn through life. It's not this group who's taught me. It doesn't really matter what you do. You know, we live in a world that has traditionally placed an awful lot of value on the what, as in what you do for a living. But men in this group do a variety of different things. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, a guy who works for the oil pipeline. There's a guy who works in swag and marketing that sells team spirit wear. There's a pastor. There's a guy who's a technology guy who started his own company. So there's a variety of different people and so the socioeconomic thing doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what you do. It matters who you're becoming. And surrounding yourself with some, some men or women in a small group helps you become, from an accountability standpoint, who you want to become. Yeah, I like, I like the way you said that. I'm, I'm um, sitting here thinking about a quote from Patrick Morley where he said that, he said, I believe that a small group and a Bible uh, and a per and, a, and, and serving will solve 90% of a man's problems. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And look, I really believe that the small group, the four, eight principle, the joy challenge, atomic habits podcast, um, all of the, those are ingredients for me. The, the real, um, the real blueprint was going through the actual exercise of writing down and getting down into three bullet points that are simple and easy to understand what it is I stand for, what I want to do every single day in every interaction, experience, and activity I take part in, and then what roles are most important in my life, and what am I willing to do to improve those roles every day. So for me, and I hope this helps some people, this sort of personal purpose statement is it's the crescendo. It's everything that those tools bring to me and allow me to use from a navigational standpoint and a compass standpoint. So number one for me is always an attitude of gratitude. To me, 
that one element, that one pillar in my life is where everything good emanates from. Mm. An attitude of gratitude at all times, even in sad moments, even in unhappy moments, continues to fill me with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Mm. The second element is build people up, don't tear them down. The third and final element is give more than I get. If I, every day when I wake up and I have my cup of coffee, I feed myself those three pillars. Mm -hmm. Rather than starting off feeding myself with how many things I have to do, how many tasks I have in a day, how bad the pandemic is, how bad the news is, all of that stuff will set your compass off in the wrong direction before you even finish your first cup of coffee. Isn't that true? If you can feed feed yourself your personal purpose every day, you will set sail in the right direction. Those three elements have helped fuel really my personal purpose statement, which has gotten me into four roles. And the four roles I have to be great at, in my opinion, are father, husband, change agent, and people connector. Hmm. It's not my profession that's a role. Profession's not a role in my life. But I do all four of those things that I just described using my three pillars, and I just try to do my best every day. And you know what? I fail an awful lot because I'm a sinner but I fall back on those pillars. I fall back on my personal purpose statement and those things keep hope, faith, and gratitude alive in my, in my life. That's incredible. It sounds like, you know, when I think about Jesus's life too, Robin, I think about how when he walked the sea of Galilee or he walked to Jerusalem so many times as he did, how incredibly intentional he was in his interactions. He didn't just, uh, Hey, hadn't seen you in a while. I mean, he he never just kind of yucked it up with folks. It's almost like he saw each interaction or each relationship with such intentionality And that's what I'm hearing from you. It sounds like you have learned that from him, is that the role of father, husband, change agent, people connector, and then the three things you're doing of the attitude of gratitude, building people up, and then um, giving more than you try to get. That sounds so Christ-like to me. Is that where you got that? I think it's a culmination of the relationship that I've been building with Christ through the Holy Spirit, the hardships on a relative basis that I've experienced in my life, the quote unquote, what you'd call suffering and probably the metamorphosis, right? From this pursuit of success into the realization that that's not the Holy grail, that that's not what God put me here to do Hmm. because early on, right? I thought that my role was to be the best at everything I was doing, to make more money, to get more things, to acquire more friends, to acquire more influence. And At some point, you realize through suffering, through hardship, through loss, that that's not what builds joy. Mm. That can build temporary happiness, but it doesn't build joy. And I think that once I understood that happiness and sadness were not in you, those are external things that are brought on by a lot of different attributes, some of which are not authentic. Mm -hmm. And once I realized that joy was going to grow in me through my relationship with Christ, allowing the Holy Spirit to foster that, I realized that that was the key, that significance was the key and success was not the pursuit I should be following. Well, what a message, um, especially even in the world we're living now, where it seems like, you know, money is not everything anymore as people are watching the, the markets crumble and job losses and all the, all the external things that could bring us so much depression and sadness. Yet, Christ promises this uh, joy, unspeakable and full of glory, this joy that, that, that 
takes us through the difficult times and the world's going through a difficult time right now as we record this podcast. But I can, I have this feeling that no matter what happens in this world, that these guiding principles, this toolbox, this relationship you have with Jesus is going to carry you through. No doubt. Yeah, Mark, we, um, we just, we have, we have a choice and we have free will. And to me, this approach is so much more fruitful. It's, it's more liberating. It's more growth oriented. It's more fun. And you could easily choose the opposite of these things. You could choose (laughs) anger, frustration. Um, You could choose to be a victim. Look, I'm not sitting here saying I'm happy that the portfolio I worked so hard over the last 30 years to build again has taken a hit. Because you know what? It took a big hit during the dot-com deal. I was in the I was in the dot-com world when, when the nine, late 90s were happening. I purchased Excite at home stock and Lyco stock. And I'm, on paper, I made a lot of money and I felt really good until it went to nothing. Yeah. And then in the 08, 09 housing crisis and, and banking crisis and debt crisis, same thing. That's why I say that you can be sad, you can be unhappy, but you shouldn't lose joy if you build the right toolbox that we, we've been talking about, right? I'm not happy that my portfolio is down. Right. That would be ridiculous. Right. I'm not happy that people are losing their jobs. I'm not happy that we're quarantined, but I have great joy. I'm hopeful and I'm going to stay faithful that we're going to come to the other side because God has always given us spring after winter. Mm. Always. It's never changed throughout thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and what I love about that is um, some of my friends we've been talking about it, and this is one of the most beautiful springs we've ever seen. Um, you know, the I'm looking here where we live in Atlanta, the United States. Um, the trees are blooming, the flowers are blooming, the grass is green. If you look outside or just take a walk, even though some situations seem to be so dire, God is still uh, the earth is still spinning. God is still in control, and um, I just love your enthusiasm, your optimism. But I understand, too, it's not just positive thinking. Um, it's, it's thinking that's led by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit just doesn't lead us into depression. The Holy Spirit leads us into victory. And that's, that's who I believe God has called us, called us to be. So what encouragement would you give out there, Rob? I know you're in a small group that's focused on discipleship. Uh, the accountability you mentioned is so important, man. Without accountability, we just atrophy, don't we? Um, we do. What encouragement would you give a... Uh, someone out there right now that's listening, who's just feeling a little rudderless, like they're not, maybe they're kind of sitting out off the coast, just floating, but they're not on purpose, on mission with their life. What would you say to them? The simplest thing to do is do everything you can to focus on, pick two things, pick three things that you're grateful for that are just marvelous in your life. Pick those things. And I would encourage you again, you know, it's interesting. I sound like I work for Tommy Newberry. I don't, but this thing's free. Go do the 40 day joy challenge. Yeah. And here's what it is. It's five minutes a day. It might be four, five minutes of a day. You're going to get an email in your email box and click a link and you're going to have a four or five minute exercise to do every day. And if you do that for 40 days, I'm telling you, you will come out of this with a different perspective. Very mm. simple tool. Great advice. Well, thank you, my brother. I, uh, I really appreciate your partnership in the gospel. Um, you're a faithful man and you're a faithful father. And, and um, I just want to 
uh, say thanks again. Those of you who are listening out there today, um, Rob is, is in the world of, even in his business of helping people become more generous and more, more grateful for what they've been, been blessed with. And so he's, uh, he's not just sharing this stuff with me on a podcast. He's sharing this, uh, everywhere that he goes. And so very grateful for that. Hey, if you're looking for some resources, maybe your, uh, discipleship groups are not meeting in person, but you can meet online. That's what we're doing. And it's different. I don't think you can disciple someone online, but I think you can maintain a discipling relationship online. And so go to our uh, 419 um, disciplemakers.org uh, and you can get all kinds of resources, videos there. Uh, share this podcast with somebody. Uh, I got a feeling that there's somebody who has a, a friend or a family member that really needs to hear about this attitude of gratitude that Rob has shared with us from his life. So share that with us and uh, just stay tuned. Go ahead and subscribe uh, to us and then you'll get this kind of encouragement each week right there on your podcast. So Rob, thank you so much for joining us today. Any parting words of wisdom? No, thank you for the energy, Mark. It means a lot. And um, just remember the one word, gratitude. Gratitude it is. God bless. Thank you. For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org. Join us again next week as we continue our conversation on the 419 Disciple Makers podcast.